Britney Spears' first hit, Hit Me Baby One More Time, is actually a song about domestic abuse, <laughs> but she wanted to remake it after the hashtag MeToo movement and uh, realized that when she had the lyrics of Pound Me Too, um, people didn't understand that she was referring to the pound sign, not uh, hashtag. And when that was explained to her, it was very embarrassing. So she just, you know, she canceled it all together. In 2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geek Out Heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they woke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the Geek Out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong, and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Heroes, this is Vargo and Miles. And uh, listeners, right now, I am extremely tired, as is Miles, and uh, we are dealing with uh, bouts of bad sleep and all that jazz. But we decided to do a show because we love you guys so, <laughs> so much. We're old, even though we don't know you, except for Steve. Hey, Steve. <laughs> One day, we're going to have Steve on here. Like, we, we got to do it like in the next couple of weeks while we're all stuck at home. Uh, that'll be easiest. Right. But we're gonna. Have I Steve think we did here. one before. We did one a long, long online. time ago. Yeah, we did yeah. a long, long time ago. Uh, one day we're gonna do it again, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's real!" <laughs> it's just not some random guy they talk about. <clears throat> not like the guy from the NSA. Hey, Phil, how you doing? <laughs> I think they just used a voice changer. <laughs> <laughs> we do do voices sometimes. Sometimes. So, listeners, this week has been obviously slow. Things aren't really, you know, thing. not a lot of news is being generated, which is okay with us because that means we can be kind of short uh, unless we come up with something. But uh, in the past week, we've heard that Naughty Dog is going to be canceling, or not canceling, uh, delaying the release of 
The Last of Us Last 2 of us. indefinitely yeah. until uh, all the stuff blows over because right now they're having problems with one distribution, stuff like that. And uh, that's mostly with physical copies. Yeah. And some people have brought up the fact like, oh, well, they could just do all digital. Well, they could. And you're right. But uh, the console industry specifically really still depends a lot on physical sales. Um, this is a conversation that we had not too long ago with uh, with Loach. Uh, it was probably... I don't know, like eight, eight podcasts ago, but right. uh, where Loach felt like everything could go digital. And this is the reason why it can't. Um, so uh, console sale or for console sales, physical retail still makes up uh, over 50%. So when you, when you let that sink in uh, on average, it's still re it still averages over 50%. Last year was just the first time that it had been just over 50% for the entirety of, uh, of consoles where, uh, digital sales got to, I think it was like 52% for the year. And this is one of the reasons why our next generation is going to be still phys like physical capable. And, uh, you're not going to see, uh, go anyone go pure digital for quite a while. With that said, that this is one of the reasons why Naughty Dog has decided to make this decision is because they're having problems with one distribution. And, and keep in mind, a lot of these things, you know, special editions stuff like that, are all built in China, who's dealing with their own crap, even if they don't want to admit it and want to lie about it. Hmm. Obviously, it's still impact. You know, it's still impacting there, even though they've had no new cases. So clearly, this is still a problem. Clearly, this is still something that's being addressed on their side of the pond and it's an issue here too. So they're deciding to delay it. And the other theory around that, and I think this kind of, uh, it's not exactly, I, I like, I don't know what, I don't want to say it works in their favor, but they're still going through testing. They said that the, uh, you know, given the fact that a lot of their employees are having to work from home and it's causing uh, issues with crunch. And we know that Naughty Dog has been dealing with crunch lately like most studios do. And uh, it's been a very interesting picture on how that's been depicted in multiple arg articles uh, where some developers within the company are saying that it feels forced. And I get that a lot of the times you do feel pressured. If you have to stay, if, if you feel like you have to stay late for work, you feel pressured on the fact that if I don't do this, I'll lose my job. Uh, whereas other developers within the company have said, well, you know, some people are dealing with crunch in a different, in completely different ways. Like they're working as hard as they can and then they'll go home for, you know, for the night and they'll come in late the next day and work, you know, continue working. Whereas others will stay nights and nights and nights and never go home. So I think everybody deals with it in their own way. And I do think that sometimes that responsibility of management telling their employees, Hey, you know, you guys take a break, go home, that kind of stuff is important, but I also understand the business side of, well, you want to make sure you get the product done for your clients and we're the clients. And when you give it a release date and you've already had delays, it creates just much that much more pressure internally with everyone. And now with them having to work from home, it's causing a lot of uh, issues with trying to even just get the game properly tested, fixed, all that kind of stuff as they try to wind down. So they're having to deal with that on their end. And then there's the other possibility of this is gives them an opportunity to make sure that the game launches on PS5, which is what a lot of us think. Uh, a lot of us kind of hold this theory of, well, you know, it's a console seller. It's a console seller. It's not it's not exactly right for us to say taking advantage of 
of the crisis in this case, but it's allowing them the opportunity to say, hey, you know, we actually could have this available on the PS5 on day one uh, for the PS5 and have it on the PS4 and just have the essentially unlocked features on the PS5 and and people can say, hey, you know, we can we can show a one to one comparison of this is how it performs on the PS4. This is how it performs on the PS5 and let people go, oh, man, I actually want those features and I want that, you know, that functionality on the PS5 rather than the PS4. So I'll get a PS5. So, yeah, I, yeah, would only help their numbers. It would only. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly it. Listeners, we're not saying that this is some kind of conspiracy or anything like that. We're just saying there's a good possibility that they saw it and went, you know what? Because of this whole thing, we're having to, we're, we're probably going to have to delay regardless. We might as well just delay it until we can, you know, we can get it ready for our next generation console. And right now there's no ruling on whether or not the next generation of consoles is going to be delayed. And a lot of people right. are expecting that. We're expecting that listeners. Uh, I am fully expecting the Xbox and PlayStation or the, the, yeah, sorry, the Xbox, because it's just Xbox now. Drives me nuts. Sorry. Uh, the, we're fully expecting the Xbox and the PS5 to be delayed until probably. I would expect it to probably be delayed somewhere uh, early next year. Um, trying to still hit before summer, but we shall see. I don't know. I mean, they they really push hard for those those holiday numbers. Yeah, yeah right. but if if there's not going to be a massive holiday season this year, then there's you're you know you're right. You might it's almost you might as well push it back um yeah and we're still at a point where this is it's it's a it's a nice jump for the generation but it's not a necessary jump for the generation yet yeah um so i mean we can still ride out the the ps4 and the xbox one for another year and it would you know no nothing major would change as far as game development goes yeah, and Sony still uh, hint, like they still go with the whole theory and, and idea that their consoles are designed for ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we're 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 okay for now. It's not going to be the end of the world if the consoles don't launch. And if they want to just do a little bit of a tongue in cheek to their comp- you know, competitor Nintendo, uh, sell it on the anniversary of the uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if they were to truly delay, I think they would push it back a full year. To make the next holiday, yeah, schedule. it's quite possible. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if uh, that's whether or not case, that'll happen, I don't know. If but. that's the case, man, uh, I mean, it, I, 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 I think this, but it's not really true, listeners. If that's the case, don't expect there to be no shortage of consoles, just because it's delayed a year. It's delay. If it gets delayed a year, it's not. It's one because of say. It's one so they can make sure they're selling on holidays, and two, it's also because. Uh, they couldn't get the consoles manufactured over in China for quite a while. So, you know, keep that in mind that if there, you know, if there's shortages, it's because factories were literally or have literally been shut down there. They literally have people who normally would be working in factories are being quarantined to their home by, by the government. There are lots of people who aren't able to work right now there. So that's that's causing the delays here for lots of things. But not toilet paper and groceries, so calm down. Yeah. <laughs> toilet, toilet paper is here is made here in the United States, guys. It's it's made right here in the US. Yeah, I, so I mean there's there's a lot of potential motives for delaying uh, the game. And you know, like you said, 
the system launch could be one of them. Um, you know, working out some more bugs could easily be one of them. Yeah. Especially, you know, given given how many broken games that we've had over the past two years. Um, and Naughty Dog doesn't want that on their record, I'm sure, by any means. Yeah. And uh, I like the logistics thing, I think, is kind of a cop out reasoning. Like, I, I think it's a reason. I don't think it's the reason. Because I do think they could go digital. If they wanted to keep their release schedule, they could go digital and still allow people to get that game, the ones that just want to play the game, you know, that don't give a crap yeah. about getting collectors and stuff like that. And people I, would still be able to get the physical copies once they became available. Again, it's not just the collector's editions. Like, I'm telling you, the numbers don't lie. When, well, when I'm, I look- I'm saying the physical, I'm not saying don't make the physical copy. Oh, I know. But what I'm saying is when when you release something solely digital and then have a physical release, the numbers are way off and the games don't sell as well. They've shown that if you don't have the simultaneous release and you release digitally only and then you have the physical copy, the physical copy sells like shit, even though there's tons of gamers who have never played your game that would typically play it. They're not wrong when it comes to that. Like, that's one of the things that they learned uh, when they were doing the so like with Telltale. You know how Telltale had their, they would have their digital release and the digital release would be out for months and then they'd finally eventually do a full physical release of it. And it would, and it yeah. really wasn't in reality. You and I both know it wasn't a real, real physical release because it would, the physical release only had like one episode on it and you had, yeah. to, you still had to download the rest, right? Yeah. You still had to get the, uh, the updates <laughs> as it were. Yeah. They learned to that get re- the rest of it. They learned that regardless of people knowing or not whether or not they could, they, they would have to download the rest, rest of the episode, that people who normally would buy a physical copy of any game and were actually interested in Telltale games would not buy the game until it would go on, on sale later because it had come out in digital months prior. So because it had already been out for a while, that was that's the mentality that they can't get around. So because the game had already come out before, and was released and had had been played by the public and it was coming out on a physical copy later, the physical copy, what they were asking for was the same price as when it released digitally. Do you get what I mean? Like, do you get what, I, what yeah, I'm saying? No, I, so I, I see what you're saying. I just think Last the, of Us has enough clout to kind of avoid that. I, you know, would, I would just disagree because I've known enough about about how people spend their money and how markets work to, to see that uh, customers do not do not think like that. They don't think about the fact of, oh, well, it's now a physical copy. I can now go buy it because I wanted to buy it physically. It's, oh, it's been out for a while. It's a physical copy. It should cost less now than it did when it came out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get so, what you're saying. Yeah. so that's the thing that, that gets around. It's it's the yeah, same it's problem. It's no that longer you, a new game. Yeah, it's the gotcha. same. It's the same problem that you and I had when digital when things started going digital, and we would see games that were out physically and we were sitting there going never go on and, sale. and the digital would <laughs> never go on sale. That's exactly the same problem that they run into physically uh, with, with things like that. So it works the exact opposite. So it, it in our case, when it, when it did that, it <laughs> made more it. sense to us because we're like, well, it's been out for like at the time listeners when things were just going digital, you know, games had been out for like a year and then it would go digital and we'd see it for more than the physical copy was available, like brand new. So yeah, you still see it today. Like you'll see, you know, digital release games have been out for a year or two and it'll still be selling for 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah. Ah! So, <laughs> so imagine being, imagine being naughty dog in that situation where you're, you're like, you sell the last of us digitally 
And then months down the road, you can finally get all your physical copies out. And you're asking the same price as the digital copy was months prior. Right. People are going to go, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it for the same price if it's if it's been out for this long. That's the part I'm talking about. Like that part makes sense. Like when they sit there and like, holy shit, like this would fuck us over like really hard. Um, you know, and for me, listeners, it's one of those things that like, well, I can wait. Uh, I've, I've waited this long for the sequel. I can wait, you know, even longer. But aside from that, listeners, we, we still, I still do think that the other factor is, is the next console generation coming up. I think that's one of the things that they looked at and they're like, well, if we're delaying here, like, I think they looked at it and said, how long would we have to delay for physical copies? And they came up with a number and they said, oh, you know, maybe we'll, we, we might be able to come to market in August. And they sat there and go, okay, August, August, September, October, November. We're looking at launching somewhere between October and November for the next generation. That's only a, a few months away. And we're also going to have, you know, and I would assume that they're also going to have a version available for the PS5 that's basically just, you know, upgraded this, upgraded that, better, you know, better fidelity, you know, whatever. Yeah. And And sat there and said, we could just delay it longer and just wait and see what we have to do for, you know, see, see what happens with the consoles. If we're, if there's, if those are going to delay and then we'll look at, you know, when we're going to launch our actual game, because if we're going to delay this long, we might as well look at if the console is going to stay on schedule and, and actually launch in October or November, we might as well just make it a, a launch, a, a launch game. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you're, you're fine with waiting for it. I mean, yeah, yeah it, we've, we've said multiple times in the past, we would rather wait for a game that turns out good than you know to be rushed a game that's you know not completely finished yeah um, i mean look at a uh, order 18 1886 like they I, you know the developers can swear up and down that that game was finished but that game was not a game like it was missing right. a lot and it seemed like it was missing a lot of story it seemed like it was missing a lot of gameplay and uh just had a lot of filler moments in it where they were still like you know it, it it's a game that's like that comes across as you're playing a long demo when you play it and it's yeah. not, you know, it's not a bad looking game. It's phenomenal looking. Uh, it's, it's honestly one of the best looking games from this past generation, even from when it launched listeners, but it is missing so much when it comes to story, when it comes to gameplay that you sit there going, this wasn't a game. Like you guys weren't finished. This wasn't a finished, a, a finished title. So yeah, they should, that's one of those instances where they should have like, it feels like they should have waited and like, yeah, we need to delay and it's really after that that game came out that Sony kind of started you're perpetuating the idea of, you know, it'll be done when it's done within their yeah. own studios. So when we yeah, listeners, whenever we see that and we see a studio go, yeah, we're just we're just going to delay it for a little while. We all just go, OK. It sucks, but, you know, yeah, fine. <laughs> Right, as you know, as long as the developers are okay and they're not getting as taken long as it comes out of, or they're not losing money, intact. Yeah, so we're <laughs> we're good. It's when it's when games push back and push back and push back, and then they come out and they're busted or don't yeah. work properly or or in unfinished. That's when it becomes an issue and pisses us off. Yeah, that's when that's um, when we get upset. That's when we get irate. Uh, or when the game that clearly wasn't finished, like you said. And just gets put out anyways, Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> or a game Bioware. gets put out and uh, a game-breaking uh, glitch hasn't been fixed. 
over the past six months. Yeah. <laughs> Borderlands. <laughs> Speaking of which. To segue. Yeah, it's no wonder it's not getting fixed because. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you since you're the you're the bigger Gearbox <laughs> fan. I'm going to let you take this one away. So uh, it, it's no wonder shit's not getting fixed because the uh, the 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 developers at uh, Gearbox, the employees, um, the people that I actually put in the work got cheat uh, basically got cheated out of bonuses again. Yeah. Um, this is the second time. It is sound. Uh, I, I didn't read a whole lot into it. It sounds like they still got bonuses. They just didn't measure up to what was kind of. Uh, dangled in front of them uh, as the 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 proverbial carrot. Um, they uh, there was talks of you know possibly six figure uh, bonus checks. Um, yeah, from, some, from Borderlands Three. Release. Some people who worked on the game from the start of uh, development to the end were told at the beginning that if the game sold as well as well, not better as well as Borderlands Two did that they would be receiving a massive bonus as a basically as a pay increase to what they it's were. It's a royalty. Yeah. So when they say like, so when they say six figure checks, they're not talking like the guy was going to get like a hundred thousand dollars for one single game. What they were talking about was uh, as, as a basic incentive to his salary for the year of you take this as pay currently and we will end up your, your ending salary will be this when we're done. So this will yeah. be your bonus. Will your bonus will basically be the pay increase for the year, and that's what they were told. So people were expecting these massive checks at the end as pay as pay incentives to continue working at lower pay, which is very characteristic of Bi- uh, of sorry not Bioware of of Gearbox. You know something that Randy Pitchford or Pitchford has talked about even openly and saying that this is how they this is how they've done things and that the as a family everyone's okay with it. Well, clearly, Randy, not everyone's okay with it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had a lot of employees going to reporters and saying, "Yeah, so Randy said this, and this is what ended up happening to us." Uh, he decided yeah. to treat us like we were, you know, like he was a fucking grifter, and we were his marks, and that's pretty much par for the course with Randy Pitchford, which is why I sit there and go, how is anyone fucking surprised at that company? Yeah. Like you guys have, have worked with them before, right? You you've worked with them for at least, at least the past year. You've heard some of the shit that comes out of his mouth. Uh, the guy's literally, literally a liar and can't admit to the fact that he is and gets yeah. upset when somebody calls him out on his shit. This is evident by his, you know, remarks on Twitter when people sit there and basically point out the fact that he's full of shit. And, you know, case in point, listeners, last week, uh, I believe we we talked about the fact that, uh, that he lied about how the development for Aliens Colonial Marines was six years. Turns out it was nine months because the actual developers pointed it out and said it wasn't six years. He lied about that. He gave us, you know, he gave us all the assets and said, you have nine months to turn this into a game. So yeah, he it smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors from a, from a magician. That's all you get. No, yeah. I mean he made sure he still got his though. He yeah, I was gonna say in this case he's you know before when they talked about the fact that he had taken a what what is considered a twelve million dollar uh, grant, and uh, that was supposed to go to after the development of Borderlands two, 
that money was supposed to be used as bonuses for people then. And the uh, actor who played Claptrap pointed that out and said that he basically squandered the money and gave it to himself as a bonus. To himself, listeners, because he worked so hard on that game. I'm sorry. Like, I understand that it takes a lot of responsibility and takes a lot of business clout in order to run a business. I, I get that. And that sometimes, you know, in in the hierarchy of things, that CEOs and presidents, they should get paid more. Yeah, because they, they actually have to deal with all the bullshit. And if something goes wrong, it lands solely on them. And in an ideal situation, they worked to get where they were. Exactly. And they should, you know, they should get more pay. Listeners is what I'm getting at. It shouldn't be as high as it's gotten since, you know, 1996. And if you ever want to look at the statistics of what CEOs got on average back then versus now, it's astronomical. But yeah, the tilt's gone, uh, gone pretty yeah. ice tilt. <laughs> it's, ice, it's ice tilt. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's ice tilt when it comes to pay. So, but they, they should get paid more. I'm not going to argue that. But giving themselves $12 million bonuses. Yeah, I mean, who do they think they are? Congress? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's exactly what, Yeah, you're right. It, it does seem like Congress. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all going to give ourselves pay raises and screw everybody below us. Um, that's that's exactly what, what pretty much took place was the fact that he had done that. And, and that was with Borderlands 2. So what's the likelihood the same thing's happening with Borderlands 3? Pretty fucking high. Right. You know, on the off chance that we actually have Gearbox employees that actually listen to us, uh, I'm glad you're still working. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry you have to work with <clears throat> Pitchford. Uh, please fix Borderlands 3 for Xbox. Please, yes. <laughs> we realize that you are probably frustrated and extremely pissed off with what's going on in that situation, and we completely understand. As gamers, we are completely frustrated and pissed off with the situation that we're having to deal with on Xbox. Uh so try to understand any backlash that you get from us is literally because we've been dealing with a, a broken situation since launch Yeah, on that platform. It's, it's not prevalent on the PS4. It's not prevalent on the PC, but it is prevalent on the Xbox. And we've, we've come across a lot of people who have experienced the same thing. It's way too common. It's way too common if you come across people and you're out in public and they say the same things that you do. You know when you know when something's a prevalent problem when you can run into any gamer on the street and they have the same issue as you. Several months back before I stopped playing, there was plenty of gamers that I would run into and they would have the same issue. They would say the same thing of it just shuts off when I try to get into a co-op match or anything like that. And my console turn off yep. and restart or I'll get booted out of the game or it'll freeze up and, and then I have to get, you know, then I have to manually reset my system again. Like that, that's still has it's, a lot of frame rate issues too. Oh yeah. And, and that's, that's a consistent issue with just this game. Cause when you ask them, well, does it happen with anything else? Cause a lot of the times if you run into stuff like that with gamers, you try to help each other out. So you try to do a little bit of troubleshooting verbally with them and say, well, did you try this? Did you try that? But when you say, when, when your first question is, does it only happen with this game? And they say, yes, that's a problem. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're sorry that you guys got screwed. It's completely unfair. And, you know, I hate, you know, I hate to be the, the person's like, well, we told you so. Well, I mean, what did you really, what did you expect from this guy? 
Did you expect for him to be different? Did you expect to, to for him to actually live up to his promises when he's broken so many to so many people who worked there? I mean, literally talk to former employees from Gearbox because Schreier has in other articles when it came to talking about basically pointing out Randy Pitchford's lies. You've had former employees who no longer have gag orders, who no longer you know have restrictions put on them of being able to talk about previous shit from the companies they worked at. You know, so they they've been telling people like, yeah, this guy's a liar. He's he's a grifter. He's a magician. He sees you all as rubes, including his employees. And he they constantly at Gearbox make promises of, well, if the game does really well, you're going to get this incentive. If the game does really well, you're going to get this incentive. And they came back with this one and Borderlands three outsold Borderlands two. Yeah, it outsold it's- the worst of the series. <laughs> yeah, it it, out, it outsold every Gearbox title they've had, and that means it's done phenomenally well. But they turn around, and they say, "Oh, well, it cost us this much to make, which was like ninety three million dollars." And then we also had the extra cost for the DLC, and the extra cost for the DLC cost this much. And they said that when you totaled it all together, in the end, they didn't make as much as they'd hoped for, and that's why people didn't get bonuses. But my, but wait a minute, what what happened to to the money that was left over, where did that go? So apparently the the game the game was only profitable enough to give Randy his bonus. Interesting. Now, like some people did, you know, people did get bonuses, but it wasn't what they were promised, and that's the key thing. Yeah. When they say, "Oh, you know, uh, this person got a check for like three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars," well, that's great. You promised this person a pay increase of twenty thousand. Yeah. From what they were making so that they would stay at this lower salary and work and continue working for you. Where have we seen this practice before? I believe it was telltale used to do the same thing to their employees. I think they used to tell them like, Hey, you know, if you work for this low amount and work for us and finish the game and the game does really well, we'll give you a pay increase of this much. And it never happened. Even when the games did well, they did the same thing for like the walking dead seasons when their developers were working on the walking dead, I remember one of the developers said that he was given a, the promise of, Hey, if you work for us at this salary, which when they told, like, I can't remember what the salary was, but I remember reading, uh, given the, you know, given the state of things when he told like what the salary was for a year. Oh my God, dude, I sat there. I was like, I would not, I I wouldn't work in advertising for that. So I don't know how he, I don't know how he did it, but he, he, he worked on a, a minuscule salary and was told if you if the game does really well, you will get a pay increase to this at the end of the year because this is how much we'll we'll have owed you for the work you did. Came down to it, they said, "Oh no, game didn't do well enough. It did super well, but it didn't do well enough, and uh, we can't afford we can't afford to give you that pay increase." So here's a small bonus, and he you know, the, the a lot of developers ended up leaving the company after that crap. Uh, that was why that company really wound up kind of circling the drain really fast. Anyway. Oh yeah. They, they, well, part of it was the fact they had so much fucking turnaround. They had so many freaking developers going in and out because they couldn't keep anyone because they were just using them up. Yep. They were burning them out like so quickly that they're just like, Oh, well, you know, you're burned out now. Bye. Uh, have fun at the next job. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing that keeps coming to mind for me for the, the whole, Gearbox employees getting screwed out of their bonus is the uh, Christmas vacation. 
And Clark gets his oh yeah coupon to the uh, jam of the month. Jam of the month. <laughs> or, That's the gift that just keeps on giving Clark. Yeah. That's just what I fucking picture in my head. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. <laughs> fucking the, when the cops find out. Mister, if, <laughs> if I had a rubber hose on me, I'd beat you within an inch of your life. <laughs> I'm turning it back. I'm giving them the bonuses. So funny. Uh, but that's, yeah, that you're, you're not wrong. That's kind of what it seems like. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a shame, but I, I don't know what people expected from, from them, from that company. I, I, I this is the moment where I, I kind of want to be devil's advocate and ask the, the developers, what did you think was going to happen? Right. Did you think this was going to go your way? Did you think this was going to work out well? So I'd love to sit down with a forensic accountant and go through their books. Like, all right, oh explain to me where everything went. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I want to see where the balance is in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, in order for that to work, you'd have to have access to Randy Pitchford's private accounts that he uh, right. funnels money into. Uh, which listeners, in case you're wondering, that is not me making shit up. That's literally something that has been pointed out and and he's admitted to. He like that's the weird thing. He openly admits to doing these unethical things. It's and he's then, gotten away with it. Yeah, and it's, and then and then he gets upset. He's got an inflated ego about it. Yeah, and then and then people get it. Then he gets upset when he gets called out on it. Really? You're you're you 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 talked about how it was such a great thing here and you thought that you were so um so cool for doing this like it's like listening to biden talking about his story about the uh prosecutor over in ukraine about how like well you have to you know basically acting like a big mafia boss guy yeah and then when somebody calls him out on it it's like that was unethical and probably illegal he basically gets upset like how dare you how dare you point out my faults quick quick little side note like uh i i saw an article or two, I want to say last week, maybe. And it was, I guess there was like sexual assault claims coming out against Biden. And I'm like, no fucking shit. I was like, have you seen the way he is around women now? Yeah. Have you seen, (laughs) have you seen Hansy Biden? Seriously? It was like, how does this come as a shock to anybody as you know, their allegations, but I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what's really funny, funny is the fact me. that like what's really funny to me is the fact that like allegations come out against against Biden and people are like, oh, you know, it it this is unbelievable. No way it happened. It like so many people are just like, no way it happened. But if it were Trump, they'd be like, instantaneously, yeah, he absolutely did it. I'm like, well, why does one get treated like he instantly did it and the other one gets treated by by everyone else, especially the media, like, oh, it's 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 it's, it's probably yeah. not not true. Someone's probably looking for attention. I'm like, like, don't get me wrong, listeners. Facts and evidence. You should absolutely listen to facts and evidence, and that should be the the guiding light for what makes you believe anything took place. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just pointing out the fact, that like how how these two people are treated completely differently. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's 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 you know it's one of those things like well sounds like a duck looks like a duck. And he's he's creepy. <laughs> he's creepy. He's creepy with little kids. He smells oh, yeah. their hair. Like what fucking person does this? Like, come on. Talks about the, the little kids who come up and play with the hairs on his leg. Like, come on, dude. You like, seriously, you are like, 
just painting the wrong picture for yourself. Like I, there are times where he talks and I just want to tell him, dude, just stop, 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 please stop, please stop. You're making me sick. Stop. If if he wasn't, if he wasn't in politics, I'm pretty sure he'd be a janitor somewhere and own a white panel panel band. (laughs) (laughs) Whether he was guilty of anything or not. That's no, just no, no, how no. He would live his life. I think you got it wrong. <laughs> he would be he would be a bar a, a, a barber where he cuts the children's hair off and keeps locks of it on his wall in the basement to smell. Later. <laughs> I love the smell of of, of kids' heads. <sighs> it's just like he's so fucking creepy. I just couldn't. So it, it just made me laugh so hard that people were surprised that there were allegations out there. I'm like, yeah, really. what's first of all like i want to point out you're you're surprised a politician a politician is is having allegations is having allegations pulled uh, called on them at all really really anybody these days come on yeah i was surprised that uh i I was i was surprised to hear that turned out johnny depp his wife was the abuser i sat on that audio for a while well he had he had promised he wouldn't talk or he wouldn't he wouldn't reveal anything and it wasn't until uh, she had put a article out about surviving domestic abuse that he was like that's it I can't take it anymore I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal to the world that you're the abuser that you're the psycho that you're cuckoo for cocoa puffs <laughs> don't get us wrong we know Depp's not exactly oh yeah <laughs> don't don't get 100% us hundred percent either but uh... Depp Depp's Depp's <laughs> off on the deep end there. I blame Tim Burton. <laughs> but he's, he's not, you know, he wasn't beating his wife. No, I mean, no, not from so, the sounds of it now, not at all. So, I mean, and, and what's crazy is the double standard of the fact that it turns out she's the abuser and no one does anything. They plaster it all over the news and then it just disappears and she's fine. Everything's okay. They, they tried to ruin Johnny Depp's career and prevent him from getting work. She does the same thing and nothing happens. No one does anything like that. I'm not, let's yeah, just I don't, keep on. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should do that. I'm not saying you should try and prevent her from working because that's actually one thing. Even Depp said himself that he didn't want to do. He doesn't want to prevent her from working. He doesn't want to prevent her from getting a job or anything like that. He just wanted the facts to be out. He wanted to have the truth be known. So calling for someone to, to lose their job entirely over this, uh, that's that's not exactly ethical for you to do. Um, no. So speaking of which, so, I don't know if I've even heard any updates on uh, Disney talking to him again or anything. Yeah, apparently there were a lot of producers, a lot of producers, even ones uh, within Disney trying to get, uh, a, I guess, corporate to sign off on him playing Jack Sparrow again which I am all for listeners. I, I was super bummed when they said that they weren't making a pirates of the Caribbean because he could no longer play Jack Sparrow because of this nonsense. Um, and now that it turns out that he's not the abuser, you know, there have been tons of producers who have been trying to say, Hey, you know, it turns out he's actually not the guy who was the bad guy uh, in this. And, uh, you know, you, you should give him work. Uh, Warner brothers was one of the few studios that was willing to stand behind him and say, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to cut him out of a movie just because of this instance. Um, and a lot of people were like, Oh, well, he, how dare you support an abusive husband and stuff like that. And it turns out he wasn't abusive at all. And what's, what I want to know is when, if you were one of those listeners, if you were one of those people who sat there and, and bad mouthed him and said, Oh, you know, he should never work again. How do you feel about yourself now to find out that it actually wasn't true? Right. Do you, do you think that you should 
you should invest a little bit more time into basically either you believe facts and evidence before you start, you know, saying, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Listeners. We just went on that, on that joking tyrant about, or tirade about uh, Biden. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say he's guilty of it. I just said that I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. We're just saying we wouldn't be surprised. It's the same thing of like it, it, with, with Johnny Depp of like, you know, that when they turned out and they said, you know, it turns out he hits his wife and stuff like that. In, in my mind, I was like, that's a shame. You know, if, if that's, if it's true, then wow. You know, that's that, then he doesn't have the character I'd hope he had. Uh, but at the same time, it, it wouldn't have surprised me. Just the same thing as when people said Russell Crowe was going out and starting fights with people. It didn't surprise me at all. Right. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. He's from Hollywood. Most people in Hollywood are fucking crazy. Just listen to their retarded speeches about the world. A world that they don't have to live and interact with. <laughs> you know, anytime I hear hear anything along those lines, and especially when it's about an actor or actress that I like, I'm like, I really hope that's not true. Yeah. And then, you know, I leave it at that and hope that it gets either, you know, proven wrong, hopefully, or it gets proven right. And then I can be like, all right, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, if it turns like, out Keanu Reeves is a pedophilic serial killer, I have lost all faith in humanity. Yeah, yeah. God, I hope he has this, he has the character that I that I've seen him uh, have in public. Um, just seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, um, but, but listeners, turn, you, know, you never know. Yeah, you never know it, with anybody. <laughs> if it turned out in their personal life that they're actually kind of a piece of shit, would it yeah. surprise me? No, listeners, I've met celebrities. They're they're not. They're people. They're not something special. That's why I always laugh at the fact that they think that we should all listen to their opinions on things. So when it turns out that a celebrity is not the person you thought they were, well, it's because you've been basing them off of the characters they, that they play. It's the same reason why people, when people were really uh, thrown off by Tom Cruise going crazy on Oprah, <laughs> like people were just like, oh, my gosh, he's nuts. Well, he's eccentric. He's a, he's an actor. Like, what did you expect? Like his emotions, his emotions are, Go for yeah, he's, he's also a Scientologist. <laughs> and on top of that, he, like he, as an actor, they don't really have uh, their emotions in check. So when they feel things, when, when they feel things, it's to the extremes usually. So he, he went nuts on Oprah. Okay. It wasn't a surprise to me. Turns out Tom Cruise crazy. Okay. Yeah. They live in a completely different existence than we do. They don't have to deal with the real world, and this is why we should never listen to them about the real world, because they don't live in it. With very few exceptions, there are actually some pretty grounded celebrities out there, but they don't usually get airtime because yeah. they don't say ridiculous they, shit. They don't say ridiculous <laughs> shit, and, and they don't they don't really voice their opinions about things. They just kind of yeah. say, yeah, I, my opinions are my own, and I'm, I'm going to keep them to myself. Most of them are like, you know, anyone who's grounded in Hollywood kind of does that. and just like, eh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. Like it's, it's why I, I love it when when the press, you know, approach them about stupid ass subjects yeah. and approach these grounded celebrities that actually have a grasp on the real world yeah. and totally shut down the person that's that's asking it. Yeah. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic about it. Denzel Washington's really fucking fantastic about oh, it. Oh, dude, I love it when he's in an interview. <laughs> Denzel Washington just shuts everything down. They don't try to turn anything into agenda. They're just like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about this. Are we going to talk about the movie or are we going to talk about something else? Yeah. So like, God, that makes me think of the, that Taylor Swift documentary about her that was done by Netflix. 
I, I, I know what you're talking about. Didn't watch oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I tried to watch and I just couldn't. Uh, her never whole gave a shit about Taylor Swift. So I no, like and really me neither. And I actually like, I actually started watching it just because I saw a, uh, uh, essentially a review on it. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll give it a watch. And that way I'm not just letting a review give me my own, you know, give me my opinion. Yeah. So I tried to watch parts of it. Oh man. Like I have never seen anybody throw a pity party over how the world feels about them more than that person. Listeners, I'm not saying that she, I'm sure she's a very nice person, but I was listening to her and her whole outlook is, I mean, like she did the, she did that video, that music video about uh, being a, if I were a man, Taylor Swift, you make more money than the most, than most men in the world. <laughs> so it, you're, you, you act her, her music video for it makes her come off as like Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm like, I, you know, that most men don't act like this, right? Like you're aware of that. Mm. Like I, I would love to know what your father thinks of your opinion of men at this point. So I like that, uh, that one video that I had to share, uh, is that one YouTuber that you really like? She's got the, uh, Aussie accent. Oh yeah. Um, and damn it. <laughs> Hello brain <Yeah>. fart. <laughs> How are but you? She, Sydney. Did, a, she yeah. did a, yeah, Sydney. Uh, she did that whole thing of, you know, yeah, she briefly talked about her experience uh, with, I think it was a uh, sexual assault. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, you know, made the whole thing of, you know, I blame the guy, not men, you know? Yeah. And I was like, it's always refreshing to hear a balanced outlook on this shit. You know, enough yeah, with the extremists like, oh, all all men are toxic. All women are bitches. Yeah. And she, you know, none she. Of that. She even points out the fact that it took her a while to actually get to that, like get to that state mentally yeah. of, of realizing that she shouldn't, she can't blame everybody else. But I, you know, that, that was absolutely, you're, you're right. That, that, that's really refreshing to hear somebody recover from something like that and say, you know, I don't hate the world. I don't hate everybody else for it. It's just that one person who was a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Um, the thing that, that threw me off completely was the fact that when she had uh, gone forward about it and they told her it was a cultural difference. Uh, <laughs> and I was, when I heard that I was livid, like, could you listeners, could you imagine, imagine for a second that you were sexually assaulted. Imagine going to the authorities and the authorities tell you that you were only sexually assaulted because of cultural differences and they let it go. They, they leave it at that. It's okay that this person committed a crime against you because they don't believe the same things you do. Yeah, because their culture is different than you and their culture accepts this. So yeah. we, we, we'll accept this. Guess what? Laws aren't supposed to care about your fucking culture. Yeah, They're supposed laws, to care about the region you are in. Yep. <laughs> had this happened over international waters and the ship had been under a U.S. flag, do you think that the U.S. would have treated it the same way? Right. She was in England, by the way, uh, listeners, when that happened. And that's what they that's the reason they told her. And uh, in case you don't know why I brought up the international waters thing is uh, in international waters, there's always this misconception of if you're in international waters, anything goes. You, you don't have to obey any laws. That's not true. It's whatever whatever flag the ship that you're on flies. That's the laws that that have to be obeyed. So if you're on a ship in international waters and if they're flying an American flag, you have to follow our laws. It's, it's the same thing anywhere else. 
that's that's why I brought it up of if if this had happened, you know, basically if this had happened in the U.S., if this had happened, you know, anywhere else, and it would it had been under our laws, do you think we would that we would have made the the uh, assumption of oh well since he's from a different culture we can't arrest him? No, that's not how it works. That's not how it's supposed to work. So why would that be the response? Yeah. So when so when that happened, I I lost my fucking shit. I was sitting there. I was like, what? Like, I just yeah. couldn't. I couldn't imagine being in this. I couldn't imagine being in the same room with a police officer, and he says that, and me not throttling the shit out of him. Right. Well, and you know that's it's only exacerbated because we're the kind of people that take uh, violence against women very seriously. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we're we're old school in that kind of aspect. Yep. Uh, you don't put your hands on women unless unless they're putting their hands on you. <laughs> then, yeah. Then it's all equal. <laughs> yeah. Unless but, uh, she started a fight and started throwing things or started hitting you and stuff like that, well, okay, then she she wants to she wants to actually physically fight. Yeah. But if those, you those you are know, the ones that if really you're the aggressor, up, the ones that are oh yeah, are like oh you you shouldn't hit women and she's been like wailing on a guy for like three yeah, minutes and like finally that, just like that laser bus driver out. where that lady oh yeah like, where that lady yeah. got up in that bus driver's face and hit him when she hit him yeah I was the like, bus fair driver game. uppercut. Yeah, when she hit him, fair it's game. Amazing. At that point, dragon uppercut, dragon uppercut, <laughs> just freaking yeah. knocked her the fuck out, and she deserved it. She absolutely deserved it. So, and I'm sure somebody's going to be able to take this soundbite and make us sound like we're not like we're supporting <laughs> abuse to women. Yeah. So that'll be fantastic if that ever happens. Um, but no, it's like it, it's it's the thing of like if if you're the aggressor and you are being abusive towards another person. That's not okay. It's not okay ever. So, listeners, moving on to other things, and I'm sure I'll, I'll chop up the crap out of this so that uh, it moves a little more smoothly and we don't get too sidetracked. But getting back to games, DE, uh, Digital Extremes, has released the Warframe Revised uh, update, the hot patch, that's or hot fix that's supposed to rebalance things and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people are really kind of pissed off about how shotguns work now. Um specifically the guys who have been playing it for so long and the way that shotguns used to work uh, no longer works that way. And they don't seem as effective, especially at the higher level shit. I totally understand this. Um, it's one, it's, it's one of those things where if you've been playing a game a certain way for so long and that you can depend on something reacting this way uh, and suddenly it gets changed, it's the equivalent of when people go into multiplayer in games and suddenly a game, a, a uh, weapon is nerfed. And you feel like, okay, well, it's no longer effective. I'll switch over to another weapon. And in some ways, I feel like that's what Digital Extremes was trying to do was like they're trying to nerf the guns a little bit to to get people to use other varieties of weapons. But at the same time, that doesn't help us with higher level shit. So like Digital Extremes, you've kept us at level 30 for a long time. And there are a few weapons that go above level 30, but you have got to start getting us like giving us a little bit more uh, to work with, especially with mods or anything like that. Like open up another mod slot, open up two more mod slots, something to give us a little bit more of an edge when it comes to these higher level enemies. Because when we go up against things that are like in the eighties and and hundreds, it's getting super difficult (laughs) Uh, sometimes to the point where we're getting downed constantly. So, uh, that's, that's all I'm getting at is like, it, it, so 
that that's one thing that uh, some you know some of the uh, players are are noticing that uh, that's now kind of a problem. The other thing that we've noticed is that we are getting more and more bugs. Uh, and one of them particularly is when we get out of arc wings. So like we'll, we'll be flying along listeners in our arc wings in open levels. We'll drop out of the arc wing and suddenly we have no button controls. Like things just don't work. So like we can't crouch and jump. We can't do bullet jumps. We can't do, you know, we can't use our weapons or anything like that. So we have to wait and pause for a couple seconds and wait for it to finally catch up with us and let us, you know, eventually, you know, work with it. Um, oh yeah. And the she does not get along well with the arc wing. No, it all. does not get along well <laughs> with the arc wing. God damn. <laughs> um, what was the stuff you were experiencing with that? So listeners, I've been using the she badass weapon. It's, uh, first of all, it's, it's visual appearance has a lot of, uh, uh, distortion and, and issues when it's, uh, equipped, especially to certain frames. Yeah. Um, but when you go into an arc wing, it keeps it out as your primary weapon, all well and good, but you can't switch to any other weapons. You can't mm-hmm. switch to your trank gun. You can't switch to a scanner. You can literally do nothing other than. Use your arc wings abilities yep. or use the primary fire. That's it. Uh, if you want to use your secondary or if you want to use the trank rifle or any of that while you're in an arc wing, you have to switch to it before you deploy the arc wing. Yep. And if you switch back to your primary again, it's going to lock you out of that shit until you land and redeploy. Yeah. Uh, it's super fucking annoying, especially when I'm like trying to you know, scan shit from far away or if I'm just out there, you know, harvesting, uh, animals, you know, stuff like, or I just want to work on my secondary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it does not react well. Uh, just makes it impossible to use anything other than the primary until you swap it out on solid ground. Yeah. You can actually do it in midair, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of work and, uh, <laughs> coordination, <laughs> Yeah, most yeah. of the time you're going to hit the ground before you uh, before you redeploy. So. One of the other things that we're experiencing with the uh, latest hotfix is connectivity issues. Well, actually, it's been a while now. It's been longer than this hotfix. It's been since the last uh, major update um, where <clears throat> our friends list won't tell us that our friends are online. Or it will tell us that uh, when you send out an, a, uh, an invite, the person can't accept it. Or that uh, the person, like when you send an invite, it tells you that the person can't get the or won't get the message, but the person gets the message anyways. Um, There's a lot of a lot of connectivity issues going on and uh, it's very noticeable. So that's that's another thing that needs to needs to be addressed. Uh, I, I realize that listeners right now, digital extremes are all working from home, so. It's probably going to be uh, a little while before we start seeing more fixes come in, yeah. but they are working and uh, they've been doing live streams at home, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I enjoy watching uh, Reb and Meg uh, play, um, especially because they're super cute and, and funny. So uh, that's always entertaining. And on top of that, they really give wish people they free would boost their audio, though. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. The audio is the audio is kind of crap. And uh I don't know if that's a Twitch issue or their uh, streaming issue. So I have to crank my system up yeah. in order to hear them properly. Oh yeah, just uh, you know, giving giving some notes 
your listeners to if the developers ever hear this so that uh, they know that we are enjoying some of the changes. We're not enjoying all of them, but uh, we also are experiencing a lot of glitchy uh, stuff right now. So, oh, uh, one last thing that I wanted to bring up a suggestion, and this is an old suggestion. Let's just been around for maybe last year, two years now. Thermia fractures it come up as an event. It was originally introduced um, during the uh, Buried Debts uh, event. I believe it was how they introduced uh, Hildren into the game. But every now and then the event comes back and they give you the same rewards. Digital Extremes, it would be nice to see that the uh, Thermia fractures event come back and have a rotating rewards uh, in it because that would give us more incentive to do it each time because I like, I've been playing it for a while and don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I, I haven't been participating in it mostly because we didn't really understand how the fractures work. Now that we understand how it works, super fucking easy. Yeah. With the right setup at least. least. (laughs) Yeah. Like listeners, it does, it does take the right warframes in order to do it. Um, because everything gets cranked up really high and really fast, uh, when you, when you start participating in it. But the, the thing that I noticed is the fact that it's been the same rewards ever since it launched. And that kind of made me start thinking of, it'd be nice to see these rewards kind of shift out and get different ones each time, because the things that we want to see are uh, like different mods being come up as a reward. Uh, don't get wrong. The, the mods that they, sh- that they give off in the rewards right now are stellar, but I do want to see, and, and the OptiCore at the end is going to be cool to have, but I would like to see those things kind of switch out and see, the mods change up like get start including maybe start including primed mods in there and making those like the ultimate reward at the end uh or giving us you know stance mods that are really hard to get in other places um, legendary core <laughs> legendary yeah legendary core maybe uh, as as an instance you know that that could be one in a you know once in a in a in a year kind of uh, event where it gives you a legendary core as the incentive but what my point is, listeners, it would just be nice to see the event come back every now and then and have a different reward pool to, to choose from. And uh, that'll create more incentive for other players to want to go back and play it and uh, and participate in it. Because right now, as it stands, it comes back and it's just, you know, here here's this. It's the same rewards every time. Whereas, like, when we have the ghoul uh, events come back, the rewards are pulled from different rewards. Like you have, you actually have different sets of, of rewards for it. So you get like, you know, sometimes it's mods, uh, you know, you have, you have a list of different ones and it's different every, each round you go. And that's kind of what we're looking for from this as well is when you do the, uh, the Thermia fishers, they should kind of act the same way of it's a bounty list kind of, kind of deal. And here's the possible rewards you get from it. Instead of what we currently have, which is don't get me wrong, the getting getting the thermia at the end of it, that's fine. Uh, I think that's needed in order for you to uh, take down the orbiters, um, or not the orbiters, the uh, the orbs um, on uh, on Venus. But those are great for being able to to do those missions. But the the other rewards from it, the drops and stuff like that, the stuff you get from finishing them. Those need to change up because we don't need multiples of them anymore, especially with the latest fix where we can now use the same mod on everything. You no longer have to have doubles of mods now, listeners. It's, you know, 
for the for the vets, God, man, I can't believe you guys put up with that for so long. That's hats off to you. You guys are freaking champs. But now for people who are just starting out, like now we have the opportunity, we can actually use the same mod. If you have a mod for, let's say like for mine, I, l I love to use my Helios and I have a de deconstructor. The deconstructor, I have the same prime pressure point on my prime or, or my melee as well as the deconstructor. So it, it doesn't require me to have two anymore. <laughs> I can sell the other one, uh, which is, that's, that's another thing, listener, or, uh, listeners, I haven't asked anyone about this and I have been trying to find it for a while. Miles, have you figured out why people keep asking for mods that aren't uh, leveled? Because I, I have a maxed out uh, pressure point that I can sell uh, and nobody they wants might it. Be, they might be looking for mid-steps, I guess. It's possible, I guess, yeah. Um, like, I... I uh, Maybe I should look up. Maybe there. Maybe it's an inf an affinity thing. Maybe you get affinity for uh, for upgrading your mods. Could be. Because I know there are some times where they they include stuff like that, and you just don't know you're getting affinity for it. Like, uh, you know, uh, kind of like the fact like you, when you're Helios, whenever it scans something, you get affinity for that. Um, whenever you're uh, if you have a Sentinel that has Guardian on it and it heals you. Uh, it gets it. You get like a, a small, a bit of a, like a bit of a affinity when it does that. It's like point is like plus 20. <laughs> it's not much, but right. it's, it's still there. Yeah. You get affinity for just about everything in the game. It's just varying degrees of, you know, how, how much you're actually getting out of it. Mastering something obviously is your, your biggest payouts. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't find anything on it the last time I checked too. I was like, I, I don't know if you get something for it or, if, uh, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they're looking for mid steps. And it's just weird. Like when I see things like I want it unranked. So you want to spend the $1.5 million to rank it all the way up uh, along right. with the, the 30,000 endo. Like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> like why, why would you want to do that? Uh, you know, or they have a let, you know, may, maybe it's, I, I guess, possible that they have a legendary core that they want to use it on, but that still doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and I've never really checked to see if a maxed out um, mod costs more than a uh, base mod. So maybe that's it too. I, I haven't looked into that. It's very, it's very rare that I get a maxed out mod. I thought they were the same, but I thought they were the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, listeners, I, if you are a fan of Warframe and you play Warframe, I want to know if you if you use the trade chat, what the hell is with the trade chat and the amount of people asking for thousands of platinum for Riven mods? Like, did you guys <laughs> lose your fucking minds? Like, I'm sorry, Riven mods are not hard are not that hard to come by for one, and they are not like not one Riven mod is worth a thousand platinum. I'm sorry, they're not. And most of the ones that I've seen for a thousand platinum are shit rolls, complete uh, crap. Have like ma massive negative attributes to them. Yeah, like one guy wanted uh, for so the Corinth Prime is now available, and one guy wanted uh, for a Corinth Prime ribbon mod that had been rolled four or five times, and had like plus something critical damage, plus uh, I think it was like I want to say it was like plus uh, heat. Uh, to it and then it had like negative 15 fire rate percent and this is unranked 
So ranked up, it, that all those numbers dramatically increase, right? And I'm like, critical damage is okay, but it's not really needed for a shotgun at all. Uh, heat damage is decent, but you know, you could just have a regular heat mod that would that would give you about like, given the percentage it gives you, it would give you about the same. And a lower fire rate on that gun is worthless. It makes that gun pointless. You don't want a lower fire fire rate on the Corinth. Um, yeah, on any shotgun. On any though. shotgun ever. If you want to increase that shit as much as possible. And he wanted a thousand platinum for it. And I sat there going, what the fuck? So I messaged him and I said, I said, this is a shit roll. Why do you want so much money for it? And he goes, oh yeah, you have one that's better. So I sent him my roll for my Corinth, which has plus 150% damage plus or plus 93% multi-shot. And uh, I think I have a plus uh, fire rate on mine as well. So mine is a God roll. <laughs> and he sends it and he goes, holy shit. I was like, yeah, you're asking a thousand platinum for that. I was like, I wouldn't ask a thousand platinum for this. Like I listeners, if I were to sell that, if I were to sell that mod, I, I have no reason to, because I have a Corinth and I now have a Corinth prime. But if I were to ask for money for it, I'd say given the, the fact that I have it maxed out, completely i'd maybe ask for 400 platinum because it's a good roll it took me a while to get to that to, to get to those stats i think i roll i think i uh, re-rolled it nine times to get there um which in reality doesn't cost a lot of kuva <laughs> if you're a fan uh, you have no idea what i'm talking about listeners i'm sorry uh but this is our this is when we get to geek out a little bit about uh, warframe um no, don't worry about this after this we'll talk about sea of thieves <laughs> <laughs> but uh with uh with with that said i you know i i asked him like why do you want a thousand platinum for it and he goes and he literally came back he's like well i was noticing the the trend and how much uh ribbons are costing i was like but ribbon mod and i and i wrote back i said ribbon mods aren't that hard to get a hold of i mean literally all you do is the sortie and you're more likely going to get a ribbon mod or a statue <laughs> <laughs> fucking statue endo one of the two yeah. is usually my uh I, I consider them the same thing getting endo or a yeah. statue. It's it, the statues endo in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the, the thing we keep doing it for listeners is for the legendary core, which we'll probably never get. It, it's one of those things. Like when you're, when you're watching this happen on the trade channel, we are just like, what the fuck is going on? And the funniest thing listeners is this past week with the, the launch of the new uh, Titania prime. Oh my gosh, dude, the trade chat was hysterical for a solid two days. It was unreal. So listeners, when a new prime drops, people immediately start selling them off because, or start, start selling the parts for them on the trade chat because, uh, you can farm them really quickly when a new, when a new frame comes out, like you, you, you get relics for them really fast and you can find tons of people running, uh, uh, running relic fishers in order to try and unlock them and, and get the parts they need. So, Trying to come across these parts, usually super easy. Uh, but the trade chat was hysterical because people were selling the frame on day one for like 600 platinum to put that in uh, into real world money. That's roughly about $35. It's two Sherman Ultra Mega Packs. <laughs> yeah, I forgot toilet paper is the uh, currency of the future. I don't know what we're going to do with all those bottle caps now, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, can't wipe, wipe my ass, ass of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we can just build furniture out of it. Anyways, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> we'll have to melt them down, melt the caps down, and turn it into really crappy uh, 
uh, weapons. Um, <laughs> the uh, they're so rated. <laughs> we'll keep the the cap edges on them. Yeah, yeah, that's all done. <laughs> um, I just I'm just imagining something really fucking weird right now. It's like a <laughs> a sword with like you know Coca Cola and Pepsi just like caps on the ends of it all the way up. <laughs> kind of melt and like kind of melted towards the middle together um it's like a tie like a tie-dye sword <laughs> anyways um <laughs> listeners the uh so like the tra- the trade chat was doing this and and people were just like six hundred dollars like five hundred fifty dollars i was like i literally was sitting there going people have lost their minds like don't get me wrong titania is a cool prime but jesus seriously why are people going so bonkers over this what is happening? And uh, one like every now and then you'll see somebody go like on there like hey, you know I want to buy Titania Prime for 150 platinum, which is listeners after things settle down after like a couple of weeks and that Prime becomes more common. That's the normal price for a brand new Prime. That 150, that's reasonable. After a month, uh, that Prime goes down to roughly about like 100 to 120 platinum. So. The, those are the more reasonable pricing. And uh, it was just really funny to see for two days, just people like, you know, asking for like the prime weapons for like one guy asked, uh, I think 2000 platinum for the full set listeners. The full set costs <laughs> costs 80 bucks in real world money. 2000 platinum is a hundred dollars in platinum. <laughs> like how, how does that make sense to anyone to spend that much on all of the prime stuff when you could just go literally pay $80 in real world money straight up. And on top of that, with that $80, you don't, you not only get all those platinum items, but you get $115 in platinum. Yeah. So it's like that. Why, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you spend two grand on a, on a frame? And I, I guarantee you, nobody bought that. No one paid that guy that much money. You know, probably piecemealing it later and and breaking them up and like, oh, you know, I want this for this, this for this to try and sell them off. But it was just hysterical to watch. But uh, listeners, if you're a if you're new to Warframe and you want to try and get some of the older stuff, don't always go and depend on the trade chat because a lot of people will try to take advantage of the trade chat. Also, don't be afraid to ask somebody if they want if if they can lower their price to something you're a little more comfortable with. You know, it's it's never hurt. It never hurts to ask somebody, hey, can you do this price for this? And sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say no, thank you. Um, and if they say no, thank you, feel free to ask them. So what's the price you're looking for? People are usually really polite. I rarely have ever come across somebody who's a complete dick. And especially yeah. especially with the uh, the trade chat, because most of the time those guys act a lot like, you know, it's like a merchant market. You know, the, these people want to make sure that they are kind and courteous and, and you want to make sure you're kind and courteous back. So you're asking for goods. They're supplying those goods. You have a, you have a nice, you know, decorum between each other. Just giving you guys some tips. The other thing is, is if you, if you belong in a clan, always ask your clan. If you, if there's something like, if there's this piece or part that you need, ask your plan, your, your clan, and also ask the clan's alliance. Uh, a lot of those guys in there are really helpful. A lot of those guys will go in there and be like, Hey, I actually have this part if you need it. Uh, and, and they're usually pretty reasonable about what they ask for if in return. Sometimes they'll just ask for a mod. In my case, I was screwing around with Miles, and Miles wanted a, uh, uh, two pieces from the uh, Titania Prime systems 
or I think it was the titanium prime systems and neuroptics. And I had them and I said, he goes, what do you want? I was like, ah, 80 platinum. I was screwing with him. <laughs> uh, he, he came back. It was, it was funny. It was funny to listen. To you be like, ah, uh, would you take a statue? And like, that's, that's what was, that was funny to me. But, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I'd love a statue cause I needed the endo. So, um, yeah. So like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that they're talking about. Like you go to, your, go to your clan, ask them if you have, if you need some old relics, if you need some old stuff, sometimes they're the best places to go because some of those guys will run you through old shit nonstop because they have tons of that stuff. Uh, in my case, I was able to finally, I was finally able to get the Tipito, which by the way, I still have to give you the or one of the ornaments for that because you got three gotcha. out of it. Uh, but I was finally able to finish up my, my Tipito prime because of that, because so, because a, a group of guys, like I said, uh, were willing to run me in old stuff to try and help me get some of the older shit that's been vaulted for so long. And while they were running me with old stuff, I was running some of the newer stuff, like all the Corinth stuff, all the stuff for Titania. Like I would, I would run relic after relic after relic, trying to get those parts, the, those pieces and parts for prime parts. And while I was doing that, like I was giving them something, they were giving me something in return. So it's just, just try to be, you know, courteous with one another, ask each other, you know, Hey, if you guys have some of these old relics, is there anything you guys need? Like, is there anything you're looking for? Is there a prime that you're trying to get or anything like that, that you haven't gotten yet? And, uh, like one guy was trying to go for, uh, the death, uh, the death cube prime. And I had tons of that stuff. I was like, yeah, I can, I can run this stuff all day. The, the Warframe community is a good community, but just like any other community, it will have the assholes in it, the dicks that you don't want to deal with. What I'm, what I'm getting at is their community is really good. Just, uh, you know, be, be careful when you start out, you know, especially with the, with the trade chat, be careful when you start out. Like some people, I had one guy who tried to like, he accepted a deal that I had done that I, that I, a price that I put forward. And then he tried to change the deal when I got there. And when he tried to change the deal and tried to increase the amount, uh, and, and on top of that, he was like, with the amount increase, he was trying to like, I'll, I'll throw in junk, I'll throw in this stuff. And I finally went, I'm done, I'm out. You, you agreed to a price and you're not, you're not sticking with it, I'm out. And he lost out on that, lost out on that, uh, yeah. on, on that deal. You so, should have prayed that he didn't alter it further. Right. Uh, now I know, now I know how that feels. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Lando, I'm, uh, I'm sorry I ever, uh, I ever criticized you for that. Um, no, like, yeah, it was just, I was so weird. Like I showed up for it. I was like, all right, let's do this deal. And he turns around and he goes, uh, you know, can you do, can you do this price if I throw in junk? And I'm like, um, no, I can do the price that we agreed on. And then he came back. What about this price? And he increased it. It was, it was more than what he came back with. And I went, so are we just not going to do this? Like, is this, is this just not happening? Am I not going to get the parts that I need? And he goes, look, man, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to work out a deal. And I was like, well, we worked out a deal. Uh, you're now reneging on the deal and I'm out and you lost out on platinum. Bye. And I just left. I just said I was out. I was done. So he tries sending me another, another message. I ended up blocking him after that. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to ignore you. I'm not going to listen to you because at this point you're just going to spam me and I'm, I'm not going to deal with that shit. When, when that stuff happens, listeners, don't be afraid to say, nope, well, I, at this point, if you've, if you've agreed on a deal and you're showing up to buy those parts, that is the deal. It is not going to be increased unless you initiate saying, hey, I'd also like to buy this that you're offering. Because you're the customer, not them. They shouldn't try to haggle more money out of you by adding more shit. 
but don't be afraid to talk to your clan. Don't be afraid to ask your clan for help because there are a lot of helpful guys out there. Um, our clan, even though, even though I can't stand the way our clan looks on the inside, we actually have a really good clan community and we have a lot of really good clan leaders that are absolutely rock stars and will go out there and help you out. Yeah. I've had the head of ours, uh, a couple of the heads of ours, uh, help me out on a few missions a while back. Yeah. We belong to the, uh, we fearless few. They have some really good leadership, some really good guys out there who are absolutely awesome and I've seen them. I've seen some guys come in who are like, I'm new. And they're like, Hey, how's it going? And, and they're like, do you need any help? And the person will be like, I don't know really what I'm doing. And they've literally gone into their games and just walked them through. Like they, 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 they put in the time and help them out. And, uh, the funniest ones are like when people ask, like, <clears throat> I need to know what this lore is or, or this backstory. And we all end up having to write the same thing of warframe.fandom.com every time it's your best friend listeners if you get into warframe that is your going to be your best friend you want to bookmark that and that will be your search engine for everything because de is we've we've explained this they are not big on explaining anything nope <laughs> but their wiki is pretty damn thorough <laughs> but their wiki is thorough as hell including some some of the like a lot of their wikis actually have walkthroughs and explain yeah. like if you want to get to this step you have to do this step then this step then this step like it just sucks that you have to go outside of the game in order to get that. But that's from another podcast. Anyways, uh, moving on to other things. Listeners, we've been playing. See if these have been having the, uh, <clears throat> if you like, I want to point this out. If you've been playing Sea of Thieves and you haven't joined the Insiders program with Sea of Thieves and you got the email for it, you should absolutely join it. They give you free coin and doubloons instantly for doing that. Uh, and you get a crap ton of rep with uh, the Sea Dogs, I think that says. Uh, yeah, I think you we get like, I think I got like nine ranks out of it. Yeah. I was like, we went up nine ranks in like one go and I was at nothing when I started with that. <laughs> well, as the PVP aspect of it. So I True. probably I ever thought, raise that except outside of it. So, <laughs> but I did think it was cool that the fact that they were just willing oh, yeah, to give you yeah. rep for, for that. Um, and, uh, the PVP is not really something we're into. So, and I, I don't know how well, I don't really know how well that's doing. We've every now and then we've seen a couple of ships go over to the PVP arena area. Um, but we don't really see it that often. And most of us just in, in the group listeners, well, stay it has its there. own, it has its own menu too, from the start. Oh, so, it does. Okay. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are looking to do that solely, just jump into it from just the menu. Just jump into it from there. Gotcha. Uh, whereas others are just like probably, screwing around and went, Oh, you know, I'm going to go do this instead and yeah. decide they don't want to leave the, leave the game and just want to go directly into it. I get you. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but right now they've been doing an event where you can visit Island or all the islands in the volcanic area. And I, I, I know why they're doing it because no one goes into the volcano areas <laughs> very often. Uh, it's hard part of mode. that. It's hard mode. Yeah. I mean, like, Everything wants to kill you there. It's the Australia of Sea of Thieves. Um, Are you getting tired of Megalodons and Kraken killing you? Well, <laughs> fight some more Megalodon and Kraken with volcanoes. With volcanoes. It's, <laughs> that game is so freaking aggressive already, and it is even worse in that area. But right now they have an event listener. I'm really can, surprised you and I didn't run into anything on that last sale that we did. Yeah, I the, mean, we just I, did a point A to point B. It was sale, but literally so, the epic journey across the map to get to where we needed to yeah. go, and uh, yeah. nothing fought us. It was really strange. Yeah, we didn't um, even hit a storm. <laughs> nope. 
we sailed practically <laughs> straight there uh, with a little yeah. bit of veering because of wind. Uh, yeah, about waves. the biggest hazard we had was a an explosive barrel off to the left, not not terribly far when we passed by it. That was funny. <laughs> I saw some when I saw that flotsam. So listeners, I saw like while we're sailing, we're we're just playing music, or we're just kind of not paying attention to much. Off in the distance, over to the left, I see a uh, I see some flotsam in the water, and I go like we're we're, we're heading off. Actually, this was at the point we were going. We were going directly towards it, and I go. Miles, you might want to ch- touch the wheel and just move it over to the right a little bit and because we got some flotsam coming up just in case we have uh, an explosive barrel in there. And sure enough, yeah, we, we passed it. There's an explosive barrel. I was like, I think the game's trying to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> it's actively trying to trying to get us to stop. We were passing up treasure. We were passing up everything just to get to this one point. And the reason is, listeners, because they have an event going on where you uh, visit the islands uh, down in the uh, volcanic area. You have to visit all 15 in order for you to cash in on the event, which I think I have to finish up today or tomorrow or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember when it actually ends, but it, it's getting there. But on top of that, they also have ones for doubloons and you get uh, 10 doubloons or actually 20 doubloons if you haven't discovered it, I guess, er- earlier. Um, but they have skeletons placed on some of the islands that are sailors that you have to find out basically what happened to them it's uh, the whole the whole joke is like you know find out the destiny of this person uh, of this you know former yeah pirate essentially you know that they're all dead <laughs> uh and we so we go there we we you you look for the skeleton on the island and you activate it it's it shows you a little bit of uh text uh you close that out and it gives you 10 doubloons for that and you get 10 for discovering it and on top of that, with the fifteen islands that you uh, that you visit, I think you get fifteen thousand coin. I think that's what it is. Yeah, uh, for visiting all fifteen islands. So uh, that's a little fun thing. It's nice to see them doing, you know, investing in trying to do a little more interactive things to get people back into the game. Uh, and uh, I would like to see them do a little bit more of that in game. I would like to see see if these, you know, kind of take that initiative when you lock in or when you log in and saying, "Hey, this event's going on." Uh, even if it's just something like, "Hey, this event is going on. Sign up for this to be a part of it." That that's that's kind of the way things should work. Um, so it's like the the fishing thing that we talked about, like when they didn't tell anybody about it, and we were like, "That I ran into that guy. He's like, what's going on?'" I'm like, "Yeah, like you go here, 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 and or you you go to to these parts of the website, and it'll tell you like how how it tracks it." And the guy was like, "Holy shit!" So like we ended. Up spending the rest of the time on the servers, you know, fishing, which does get boring after a while. It so does get that, that, that event went on a little bit longer than it, like not, not the duration wise, but yeah. the goal. Yeah. The That's goal I mean. was a little high. The goal was a little <laughs> too high and don't get me wrong. Listeners fishing's fun for like in real life, fishing's fun for about the first hour in a video game. Fishing's boring within the first hour. And the reason is, is because you're just constantly catching fish and that's it. It's just, you know, the same thing over and over again. Uh, whereas in real life fishing, you can sit there and, you know, chat with people and make fun of shit. And eventually you, you all get bored and just get drunk. But, I, you know, I suppose I could do that in real life in, in Sea of Thieves. But, uh, you know, I'll be drinking by myself and that just comes off as an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's cool that they have some of these events. Some of the events, I think that the, you know, like the fishing one needed to do a little bit more consideration of this takes too long or this is asking for way too much of people's time in order for, for them to accomplish this. 
on top of that, when they have other events going on, like the, uh, like the ghost ships one where you specifically go and take on the ghost ships. And that was the thing that Loach was trying to do uh, the previous week. Yeah. If you're going to do events like that, then you need, then the game needs to re up the spawn rate for ghost ships personally. And it needs to, <laughs> which is horrifying to, to say, considering how aggressive that game. Can yeah. Be. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, but you get my point. Like it, it needs to have, oh, yeah. it needs to have that increase of it so that you're actually, able to find them more often and able yeah, to we, accomplish we actually had three ships despawn while we were pursuing them yeah and uh, we had one so do it, it while, really hard while we were get. in the middle of a fight with it yeah so it makes it really difficult to uh you know achieve that that event uh, uh benchmark yeah. if you're not making it really possible to do so the the funniest one was still when you fired at that ship once and it immediately went down fucking went down i was like <laughs> all right I scared it. <laughs> they didn't even shoot at us or anything. They just pulled alongside, got shot, and then just don't. And they just went, yep, yeah, well, not <laughs> worth it. We're out. <laughs> These guys are mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We've gone really long. I apologize. And uh, like I said, we, you know, usually it starts out short and then I find something or talk about something and go way too long. And Tangents. then I, yeah, and then I have to clip the shit out of myself to make it the podcast reasonable for you. And it just, it's just more work for me and it's annoying for myself. You should listeners. You should really hear me while I listen to the podcast and edit because it's mostly me going, shut the fuck up, Vargo. <laughs> um, not only because I'm on our, not, not always because I'm on a rant sometimes just because I'm like, ah, I don't agree with myself anymore. Um, <laughs> But listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you want to keep uh, your Twitter account, if you don't want to keep your Twitter account, we highly recommend you get rid of it or at least take a break from it. Follow us on podbean.com if you don't like iTunes. If you do like iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. This is Vargo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on and we're out. (sighs) Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Hey. Clark, what's wrong? Honey, <laughs> it's bigger than you expected. <laughs> Smaller. <laughs> what is it? It's a, a, a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> oh God, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me i have one i like frank shirley my boss right here tonight i want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in melody lane with all the other rich people and i want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head and i want to look him straight in the eye and i want to tell him what a cheap lying no good rotten four flushing low life snake licking dirt eating inbred overstuffed ignorant blood 
sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Yeah.